I am now delighted to be joined by the 2017 WDF World Cup winner, Vicky Brown. Vicky, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Hopefully the uh, the pronunciation of your name wasn't too bad. No, it was pretty good actually. <laughs> hey, a win, a win for me. You will be returning to, to Lakeside in a, a couple of weeks' time. It'll be your third appearance there. How are you feeling about going back to the Lakeside Country Club? Excited about it. It's a the home of darts, like they say. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Now, of course, you were part of the, the World Championships last time when, when it moved from Lakeside to the, the O2. Obviously, it wasn't the, the best tournament for the the ladies with the issues with the, the prize money. What was your perspective on the, the last one? Um, it was impressive when you came in there. But I think on, on TV it didn't come across the same way as it did when you were there in the audience. It's, it's still it's hard to replace Lakeside after so many years mm. and make it to have the same atmosphere and the same nostalgic feeling that Lakeside has. Sort of touched on it there, the prize money last time for the ladies ended up getting cut, so I suppose it's nice this time to look forward to the World Championship and know all of you are playing for a record amount of money for a ladies' World Championship. Yes, that's it's a huge boost for the ladies' darts. I don't think there's ever been that much money for a World Championship, so it's it's really good. I think all the ladies are happy about that. We'll talk about sort of who you're playing and, and how you're feeling in your game in a bit. But, I mean, you've got a really interesting backstory. You played internationally for, for Belgium, for, for Sweden. You've had some time away from the tour as well. So when did you actually first start playing the game of darts? I uh, was about 13 years old and my brother played in a local league and he put a dartboard up in the garage and kind of nagged me to practice with him I didn't want to thought it was a stupid game throwing three darts at a board but he kept nagging me so eventually I gave in and kind of started liking it (laughs) and kept playing (laughs) so were you playing other sports at that time or or were you were you not a a sporty teenager no I I played a little bit of football when I was younger but then I got injured on my ankles so I I can run that good anymore. It started aching too much. I tried a little bit of tennis, but I wasn't that good at it. It was mostly fun things. Mm. It wasn't mm. any competitive sports that I did. And you, I mean, you started playing with, with your brother or practicing with your brother. When you sort of stepped up to, to trying to play in competitions or whatever, what was the scene like in, in Antwerp and Belgium when you were younger? There was pretty many people. I think the first youth competition, we were about 15 girls. And that was that was pretty amazing, I thought. I didn't know there was that many girls and boys that played youth. So it, it was surprising. So obviously you were quite young when you sort of started coming through and winning titles and stuff. So did it all seem a bit surreal at the time that you were making waves and getting to the Europe Cup final and whatever? Or, or did you sort of take it all in your stride? No, it was I was I was really surprised that it went that good that quickly. And wasn't anything I ever expected, but my brother said I think you have a little bit of hidden talent for this game, so maybe you should push it a little bit. And I did and it 
well, I got the results pretty quickly. Oh, for sure. And uh, is your brother still playing darts now? No, I don't. I don't think he is anymore now. Yeah, so it's just he might throw a few darts once in a while, but he doesn't play any leagues or anything anymore. It's just you carrying on the tradition then. Yeah. <laughs> so in the early part of well, sort of the late nineties, the early two thousands, you won quite a few big titles. You won the Canadian Open, the the Dutch Open. Are there any of those title wins that stand out in your mind as being particularly special or memorable? Yeah, the Dutch Open is always a special one because there is always a lot of people there. It's it's not just yeah, five, six games and you're in the final. You have to play a lot more. I think one that stands out the most is when I beat Trina in the England Open final. That one, that was special. Because <laughs> at that time, Trina was the best player. Yeah, of course. I mean, for a long time, she was the, the top player. Yeah. You mentioned Trina there. Your, your World Championship debut was 2002. You got drawn against her and you took the first set off her uh, eventually ended up losing 2-1. That first experience at Lakeside, it was just the second Women's World Championship. What, what are your memories of that occasion? Yeah, it was... Uh, I think I lost the, the year before when it was the very first one. I lost the last qualifying game to Mandy Solomons and I thought, I, I want to get there. I want to I wanna know how it feels to be on that stage watching it on TV that many years. And then... Actually, being on that stage, it, it it was special. It was a special feeling. And what was the reception like for the ladies at that time? Because, as I say, it was only the second ladies' world championship. So, was it well received by the male players and the crowd? Yeah, yeah. Everybody was very supportive, and they were very uh, fair to the players. There wasn't any booing or anything like that. They were cheering you on clapping when you did well and it was it was great 2002 the, the year you made your world championship debut you moved to Sweden now was that related to a work or a personal life decision no it was personal life decision I mean you were there for you know a, a number of years when you got yeah. there how did the, the dance scene in Sweden compare to what you were used to in Belgium it was pretty similar actually the there was a lot of good players from Sweden. And, yeah, I think the amount of people playing competitions there was pretty similar to Belgium. Hmm. Only the travelling was a little bit further. Than Belgium is a lot smaller than Sweden, so <laughs> it wasn't that easy to travel. Hmm. Yeah, of course, yeah. As I mentioned, 2002, obviously you played at Lakeside, but then after that, you took quite a long break from from doing the tour. Were you still playing darts in that time? The first year I was a little bit like the, the Danish Open and a little bit closer by competitions, but as I was still settling in and trying to find a job and stuff, then I, it, it got too expensive to travel and do the tour, so I decided to take a break until things were settled. And, that break ended up to be a 10-year break. <laughs> was that a total break? You weren't playing anything locally or, or just had a board up at home? No, there was. we had a board up at home, yeah. And maybe through once every three months or something, just for fun. But I wasn't playing anything. I wasn't playing any league. I wasn't playing any local competitions. So after 
yeah, 10 years than the people from the club we were registered in. They were short of people a few times and they asked, oh, can't you just come over and so at least we have a full team to play our league game. And it kind of started rolling from there again hmm. and started doing some local competitions and then national, <laughs> a little bit international again. <laughs> hmm. I mean, when you first started playing back up again, did you, I suppose, how was your standard when you started playing again compared to, to when you sort of stopped 10 years before? Well, I started practising pretty much every day again when we started doing competitions and surprisingly I started I won pretty many of them and I thought well for somebody who hasn't been playing for that long and just been practicing for kind of a month or two I shouldn't be winning competitions but I don't know I guess I was more mature and didn't expect anything really mm. when I was playing so probably the pressure didn't get to me that much because I wasn't expecting anything uh, did you did you feel like when you you know I, I imagine if you're practicing every day did you feel the love for the game and the bug for it was there again yeah when when you start getting results at competitions and then I went to a few international ones and I thought oh I'll see how I can if I can still cut it with the, with the big players now and surprisingly I did very well I had some really hard draws at some competitions, getting Lorraine win Stanley in the first round a couple of times in the Swedish Open. and I really played good games against those players, so I was kind of, yeah, I can still do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, it must have been a big confidence boost as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it was 2015, 2016, you got called up for the, the Swedish national team. Yeah. When you started playing again, was that something you ever considered, or were you, you know, were you expecting to be playing for Belgium again? No, I, I, I wasn't a Swedish citizen until two thousand and thirteen. I think it was that I became a Swedish citizen. So before that, I never had any expectations of being in the team or anything. Hmm. But then somebody said to me, yeah, but you know, it's not like the old days when there's two ladies in the national team for the Europe Cup and the World Cup. They've extended it to four now, so you never know, you, you stand a good chance. So then, yeah, I gave it some thought and did some of the ranking competitions and I got picked for the team. And it certainly worked out very well, that 2017 World Cup in Japan, you won the the gold medal. I mean, what were your memories of the tournament Generally, I've I've spoken to, to Raymond Smith from Australia, who did really well in 2017, yeah. and he just said, you know, going to Japan was just an amazing experience, first of all, and obviously then the darts went really well too. So what was your experience of the whole tournament and atmosphere in Japan? It was, it was just amazing. It was tiring because we had just come back from uh, Bridlington and I landed at around one o'clock in Sweden and the next morning I had, the flight to Japan was six o'clock in the morning, so it was kind of go home, take the other suitcase and go back to the airport. So <laughs> the first day was a little tiring, but the experience, was it was amazing. Of People course. are very friendly and welcoming. And and that final game, you against Sharon Prince, was incredibly tight. You took it in the final leg, 7-6. Yeah. When that winning double went in... Talk me through the, the emotions that were going through your mind. 
I think Sharon missed about six starts or something to win the title. And the, when she missed the first three, I thought, well, you have a shot. I had a big out shot left and I, I didn't make it. I left myself 54. And I thought, well, that's it. That's my chance gone. She's not going to miss another three. And I remember looking when she threw her first start and Sharon has kind of a similar style of throwing as me. And the dart was blocking and she threw the second one, and that was even worse. And I thought, wow, if she gets that last one in, that's that's good darts then, because it's, it's going to be difficult. And she, she didn't. She missed it. And I thought, well, it's now or never. You're not going to get another shot. And, yeah, I hit the single 14. I missed the tops pretty much away. And I thought, you better, you better take a deep breath now, and this is it. And the double top went in, it was just sheer relief, just happiness. And I felt I felt bad for Sharon because, I mean, when you have six starts to win the world title, then it hurts. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just ecstatic to win it. Yeah. And you weren't far off repeating the trick in 2019. You got all the way to the semis in Romania before you ran into Mikuru Suzuki. My main goal was to, of course, you try to win it every time, but it, you know it's not easy. But I just wanted to get a medal. I wanted to prove that I, I can do it. I can do it again if I, if luck is on your side a little bit also at the time. But Mikuro was just too good in that semi-final. That was, I couldn't do anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, of course. And, I mean, the last few years away from the international team, you've been doing the tour you know, an awful lot of the tour, and I know now you're based in the UK, you're doing a lot of it as well. When yeah. you came back to doing the tour, what were the biggest differences you noticed from when you'd done it, you know, 15 years earlier? The standard of play. That it was a lot many or more players that were playing on a higher level than the years before. You had kind of five, six players that you, you said, those are the ones you don't want to meet right away. But now there, there is. You can you, you can't go to a competition and say that person is going to win it or is going definitely going to be in the final. There is big difference in the standard now of ladies. Consistency. Yeah. Touched on it there. You have moved to the UK. You moved here in twenty nineteen. You're playing county yeah. for, for Cheshire. What are the chances of us seeing yeah. you pulling on an England jersey in a few years' time? <laughs> you know. I never say never, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Since moving to the, the UK, I know most of it's been affected by COVID, but how regularly have you been playing since you moved over here in terms of sort of like, you know, league and county and whatever? Pretty regular. Well, compared to when the lockdown, of course, but otherwise it's been pretty regular. We have our Super League on Sunday evenings and county is usually once a month so then you have the competitions in between there so it can get very busy sometimes <laughs> and how regularly are you managing to, to, to practice in the run up to Lakeside? Well I'm trying to do it every day now it's, it's a little difficult when I'm working the late shift yeah I try to juggle it around I try to practice before I go to work and then when I come home just a little bit sometimes but 
a little bit easier like this week when I'm on the early shift because I have the whole afternoon mm. after three o'clock so and can practice for a couple of hours if without any problem. Yeah, of course. The lockdown obviously was quite difficult for you know a lot of people. There were no darts for about 15, 16 months, certainly in person. Did you keep playing during that time online or did you just say, you know what, I'm just going to put the darts away and pick them up when it looks like the world's in a better place? No, I didn't play online darts at all. It's, it, it wasn't really my thing. I didn't get that feeling like playing league games or competitions. I don't know, it just wasn't for me. Hmm. But I, I did practice. I did throw some darts and... That was times when I didn't, that I just put them away for a couple of weeks and then started up again. You didn't really have anything to look forward to. Mm. Yeah, of course. So when that first sort of big competition came around, the England Open weekend last September, did it feel a little bit alien actually being able to go out and sort of see everyone and, and play and, and, you know, get back to what was normal weekends for you? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it felt a little bit weird because you weren't used to it anymore. It, it was nice. It, it was good to see everybody again and be able to talk to people again and just catch up, really. Some people you hadn't seen in almost... Yeah, of course. It did feel a little weird, the first competitions. Yeah, certainly. I was at that weekend and it was certainly... Uh, yeah, I think everyone was at a different level of happy, I think, during the weekend, so... Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, the World Championship was supposed to be in January and then got moved to April, uh, which obviously yeah. has given you more preparation time. I know for some people that's been good, some it's not so good. But recently you were over in the Isle of Man, you got a quarterfinal and a semi-final in the two ranking events. So how would you assess where your game is at at the moment? It's It's pretty good. I'm playing pretty consistent, so... Just a little bit doubles here and there, maybe that needs a little sharpening up. But I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good with my game, so it's, it's going in the right direction at the right time. <laughs> well, it's good to hear. So you are kicking off your your world championship campaign this time against Desi Mercer from New Zealand. Do you know Desi at all? Have you played her before? No, no, I have no idea how she plays or. The times I've been in the national team at the World Cups, she hasn't been in the team. I don't know anything about her. She's obviously a good player, otherwise you don't qualify for the World Championship. So I have to be aware. Can't underestimate anybody. So Going into the tournament, have you set yourself any goals or expectations of what you want to achieve? Or are you just trying to take it leg by leg and game by game? Yeah, taking it game by game. I know... On my day when I play well, I can beat anybody. But it has to happen there and then at that moment. And that's not always that easy. So I'm taking it game by game and we see. Your nickname is Antwerp Lightning. Where where did that come from? Well, people always, always thought it was about me being a fast thrower. But it was actually a teammate of mine in Antwerp that, because I was born and raised in Antwerp. And he said, no... Lightning strikes when you least expect it. So that's where it came from. <laughs> ah, very nice. 
And uh, have you got anything special or different planned for your walk on this time, or are you going to be using the, the same song you lost, lost, used in 2020? Well, 2020 now was the O2, yeah, that's the same one then, just in Timberlake, so there's no, it's going to be the same walk on. <laughs> Very nice. Well, thank you so much for your time this evening, Vicky. I really appreciate it. And I wish you best of luck at Lakeside in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you very much.